Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States, brought to you by Insurance Business. Welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Gia Snape, news editor at Insurance Business. More than 40% of the U.S. construction workforce is set to retire in the next decade. With a labor shortage and supply chain delay still affecting the construction industry, leaders must find new solutions to stay competitive in the market. This week, we're joined by experts from the Hartford who can break down how technology, proper planning, and recruitment efforts can help combat the risks in the construction sector. We're joined by David De Silva, head of construction at the Hartford, and Eric Kopeng, head of wholesale primary casualty at Navigators, a brand of the Hartford. Thank you so much for joining us on IB Talk today. Thanks for having us, Gia. Wonderful. So we're here to talk about the big trends that are going to make a mark on construction next year. So um, I guess if you could you could pick three, what are the, the trends that will be making uh, a significant impact on the construction industry in 2024? And how do you think they'll affect businesses' competitiveness? Well, Gia, you already mentioned one of them, and that's labor. The other two, I would say, are materials and litigation. And when you think about labor, the construction industry traditionally has had high labor turnover. You couple this with labor shortages, especially on the skilled side, and you look at the aging workforce, the industry has a problem brewing. Additionally, there are a lot of mega projects across the country that require a significant amount of workers, and that causes additional strain to surrounding area contractors and projects. Now, you might think these projects are only utilizing frontline workers, but they're also pulling superintendents, project managers, and safety personnel. And so there just isn't enough labor to go around. On the material side, the supply chain has been critically impacted since early 2020, driven by... Uh, in large part, COVID-19. We do see these pressures easing, yet there remains price volatility. You might be able to obtain the materials, but you're paying significantly more for the same volume. In addition, the availability of some materials is still questionable, especially those procured from overseas. The war between Russia and Ukraine plays a role, and now increasing conflict in the Middle East will certainly have an impact. The extent of that is currently unknown. And then third, litigation. I think it's easy to say litigation rates continue to increase. That's driving what we call social inflation and nuclear verdicts. Carriers are responding with potential increased price or limitations on terms and conditions. And if I had to add a fourth in there, I know you asked for three, but I, th- I would just say the underlying trend that's driving cost is inflation. So everything today costs significantly more than it did two, three years ago. And we don't see any signs of that slowing down in 24. Eric, anything you would add? David, I think you did a great job of covering it. I would throw in the uncertainty of interest rates into the mix. Interest rates are a key consideration for not only construction starts, but anticipating estimated costs and building on speculation. Right. So what are the key ways that business leaders can mitigate these risks to their firms? Eric, do you have any ideas for that? I do. Thank you, Gius. Certainly, we can't control interest rates, but there are other factors of a job site we can control. Today's job site requires more than just a handshake agreement. It requires active and dynamic risk management, as well as record keeping through quality insurance and quality control techniques. Building on David's answers of on labor, materials, and litigation, we can explore 
how they impact each one of these different conditions. From, from a labor, certainly skilled labor has never been at a higher demand for job sites and construction activities. And there has been a known correlation between unskilled labor uh, and job site accident, as well as works just being performed improperly. So to mitigate this, uh, an active role in the continued labor, uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it, is certainly going to impact job site safety. And it also will impact the quality of the work being performed. And to do that, that goes hand in hand with the, the materials that we're using. New and different materials come onto the job site every day. It'll take not just the skilled labor to install and to actively follow the correct means and methods, but to ensure the efficacy and the efficiency of the work that they perform. And that leads directly right into litigation or long-term construction defect claims. You have to remember that these claims may come 5, 10, even 15 years down the road. And to properly document that that we did that installation or that work correctly to its highest standard, that takes quality assurance, quality control, and active and retained record keeping. And those are some of the major ways a firm can mitigate risk. Uh, David? Yeah, I would just add that for me, it all starts with people and the management of the firm. How proactive are you with safety and hiring and onboarding and training? And in terms of insurance, there are really two things that dictate premium, the market and an insured's experience. And as we mentioned, there are underlying economic pressures, including inflation, that continue to drive up cost. And while an insured can't control the market, they can control their experience. And the only way to control their experience is through some of the risk mitigation techniques that Eric mentioned. Carriers are feeling the pressure with combined ratios creeping up over 100. And so it's incumbent upon carriers, including the Hartford, to underwrite each deal individually. And that allows us the flexibility to deliver more favorable packages to the best performing risk. That goes back to the management of the firm. Technology also plays a strong role in, in risk mitigation for firms in the construction industry. Could you talk a little bit about how, you know, technology and innovation is, is, is spurring better risk management in this sector? Well, look, construction's always been a late adopter to technology, but I do think it's coming along. Opportunity is all over the place and the pace of change that we're feeling today is the slowest that it will ever be. And so our best in class risk are implementing technology and trying to keep up with the pace of change. As we've seen and talked about already, the shortage of labor has created higher levels of workmanship issues due to lack of capacity. This is a perfect opportunity to implement effective technology to better protect people and better protect job sites. At the Hartford, we're focused on three main areas, telematics, water sensors, and imagery. Each have their own benefits, but all of them are vital to worker safety and risk mitigation. So telematics think inward and outward facing camera monitoring behavior and accident investigation. They can also track your fleet and help you with your overall fleet management. Water sensors, back to the shortage of labor, is creating historically high levels of those workmanship issues and water sensors provide an opportunity to monitor unexpected water events and aid in the mitigation when those events do occur. And then lastly, imagery, clearly site safety professionals are unable 
to have their eyes everywhere at all times. And so imagery is a great way to monitor worker safety, site security, and job progression. And then back to my previous comments on pricing, these are all things that you can do to improve your experience over time. And then on the, on the 24, 25, 26 further uh, out, I see drones and wearables and robotics becoming a bigger piece of te technology used on job sites. So to build on what Dave was saying, with the addition of technology, we'd like to make sure that a couple of different things happen as we operate within our job sites and our, within our trade contractors. Uh, remembering casualty is a third-party liability consists of two major components, both long and short-term exposure to loss. We're showing short-term exposure to loss in job sites safely uh, and controlled bodily injuries, which also can, can control into and mitigate property damage in long-term construction defect issues, but also the long-term impact, again, five or 10 years down the road, will be impacted by the different technologies and the different techniques that we use, not just from a completed operation standpoint, but to document both maintenance and upkeep of the jobs, the completed jobs themselves. So anything a, a firm can do to mitigate and control these losses and document them surely is welcome to our risk management perspective. Right. And David, you've named a couple of, you know, exciting technologies that we're seeing in construction, you know, drones and, and wearables. But what's the best way for firms to start incorporating these innovations into their business? Well, the first is to determine which type of technology best suits the need for your organization or your individual job. And then it just gets to basics communication and organization, plan for the implementation of the technology, and then communicate it to your team, including the benefits of the utilization of technology to your team to get the buy-in from the laborers, from senior management. Yes, it's about awareness, isn't it? The ability from the willingness for our firms to incorporate these technologies into this business, incurring upfront costs, though ultimately, and the realization that they will ultimately pay dividends and reduce costs especially when it comes to the insurance, uh, both from a claim and a cost perspective. Also, one of the upsides is also a safe, well-run job site will attract future talent and future skilled labor to their organizations. And so we've, we've talked about these three or four trends that construction businesses are, are likely to, to face next year. Brokers that are you know, serving clients in the sector, what can they do to help their clients prepare for these challenges? Eric, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yes, I did. Thank you. Key and foremost is to align, for our insurance to align themselves with the right professional insurance risk management partners. That includes and starts with insurance professionals. Our wholesale brokers are at an all-time high in specialization and are knowledgeable in exposures and loss control techniques, as well as the correct coverage forms to meet the needs of individual risks and individual contractors. And they could, these could vary, and the right choice of insurance carrier will play a big impact on those decisions. The right insurance carrier brings together not only a construction expertise, claims handling, risk engineering, and in my mind, one of the more important things is longevity. From long tail business, five, 10, 15 year impact, the length of time and financial strength of the 
your insurance carrier partner is imperative. I would just encourage firms to find a broker who is willing to tell them the truth and then educate them through the process. Regardless of big data and models, which is a world we live in, this is still a relationship business. So find a broker who has deep carrier relationships and one who acts as a true partner with all parties. And then when you think about the insurance carrier and the insurance broker and the insured, it needs to be a partnership across all three, because if all are aligned, you all win. Absolutely. And that's great advice for our listeners today. Thank you so much, David and Eric, for joining us on IB Talk today and sharing your insights with us. Thanks for having us, Gia. Thank you for having us, Gia. It's been a pleasure. And that's the end of this episode of IB Talk. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gia Snape, news editor of Insurance Business. See you next time. Thank you.